What is happening, ladies and gentlemen? My name is Austin with FTM Alerts, and it is my great pleasure to welcome you to episode numero dos of Phantom Unchained with my beautiful co-hosts, Mr. Justin Bebas and Veinticuatro, $24. And hereby, the most popular demand, the one and only Ching, whose legend seems to precede him into this. And so I really like... I want to give top billing to you, bro. Um, and and so, all right. So here's, I, I met you, I don't know, a few weeks ago, probably due to the Baby Boo Project. And before that, I had heard of you. And and the main way that I heard of you was uh, Kesha from uh, my Discord going, oh my god, oh my god, somebody's leaking the VIP messages to Ching. We gotta we gotta kick everyone out of VIP. We gotta leak, right? Ching Ching's this yeah. scammer. All right. So. Here, here's what I've heard about you. Sorry to keep cutting you off, but I'm, I'm gonna for a second. Uh, all right, I've heard that you have uh, that you were the fast moon rug. I've heard that uh, you uh, scammed airdrops. You, you, you created 25 accounts and basically just like boosted a shit ton of boo and spirit. But you're willing to come on camera, so let's discuss this. Tell me, mm -hmm. tell me what is what happened. Share this. So first of all, pleasure to be here. Uh, I don't feel like my face or my appearance in the opera is uh, that much of a secret. Uh, anyone <laughs> who knows the uh, Phantom Zelda and Reaper farms, I'm on those discords a lot. I always post my stickers there. It's kind of a meme by this point. So <laughs> the point that I'd like to address, you said Fast Moon and the airdrops. I would like to start with the airdrops because I think that's where kind of my supposed reputation has really started off. Um, so basically- Well, that's not supposed. <laughs> you got a reputation. My very, very apparent <laughs> reputation started off. <laughs> very apparent. Um, so we started off. Uh, it was really at the beginning of Opera. You know, when uh, Spirit, I, I can't, forget, I can't remember what initial name they wanted to have for their product. It was like the Opera House or something like that. If anyone, if any of the OGs remember this, this was like before they even had like a hundred members in their Discord. 
So everything started out on Oprah. You know, you had Bomb and you had Ice. Those are like the two first projects that were on this chain for anyone who was here to begin with. Um, so somebody sent me a link. It was like, hey, man, join this Discord. There's a possible, you know, it could be like, it could be huge. It was when Spirit just started off their Discord. You know, there was uh, their CEO, uh, Rob. He was handing out people roles and everything. And some guy was like, listen, I was, I, I'm, as a startup, I'm quite a, the rookie when it comes to, to crypto. I started off like literally on the 1st of January this year. After the, the GME hype, I kind of went on 4chan, looked at Biz, saw all the, the hype around crypto. I was like, okay, man, fuck, I want, I want in. I want to see what's going on there. I kind of stumbled into Phantom and uh, some, some people picked me up into the Discord. They kind of taught me all about what's going on there. They taught me about Bomb. They were like, listen, dude, get into it. You'll see what's happening. This shit is going to be lit. Got into all of that. So I joined Spirit as a Discord. I, I joined uh, the Spooky Discord. When uh, that happened, nobody knew that you know, there was going to be any airdrop. It was kind of hinted on. So it was all very speculative. So I was like, okay, I mean, I might be able to make great money off of this if I kind of am the first to do that. I go on there. You know, made a couple of accounts, a, a good amount of accounts. I'm not going to pretend like I don't. Uh, and I just happened to get a, a fuck ton of airdrops. Uh, <laughs> I, got, I, got, I got airdrops. Not going to lie. I was, I, I was broke. as I, I am as broke as it gets. So I saw the amount of money that I could get. I was like, okay, I'm just going to sell a few of them. A, a good chunk of them. Because, I mean, hey, it's... For anyone who's like 21 year old, fresh out of like the military, has basically no money to back himself up, you see those large amounts, you're like, whoa, okay. You don't really think beyond, you know, who are you affecting or any of that. So I was definitely at the at the start of my ropes there, and I saw big money, and I was like, okay, I'm I'm just gonna sell a couple of airdrops. I'm just gonna make some money off of it, which I think is, I mean, I think it's pretty fair to make money off of crypto. I don't think most people are really about, oh, no, I'm going to be dumping on people or I'm going to sell on their asses kind of in a way. It's like, you know, you kind of everyone is for themselves in a way. Well, um, hold on, though. It is. All right. So, yeah, we're here to make money. And if you game the airdrops, you took them from other people is how that works. Exactly. I mean, there's there's no two no two ways about that. If if that's something you did, you took them from other people. Right. It's true. A hundred percent. Yeah, I mean, like, there are two main issues here. Like, a lot of airdrops, like, are built to resist people account spamming. It's called civil resistance. Um, so the reason you, like, curve out airdrops or you, like, have extra verification steps is to prevent stuff like that. Um, and those preventative measures weren't in place, like... When the when he gamed those airdrops, it was freaking annoying, mostly because he made a lot of money. Um, but <laughs> like, you know, it's not his job to defend. Like, I get it. Like, I've been really poor, um, and like the amount of money, like just dangling in front of your face you know, in these crypto projects, even like for a chance, like I'm sure when he was making those accounts, it was for a pretty slim chance. Now I've yelled at him about this a lot. Um, you know, <laughs> I kind of brought him on baby boo because I know he's like a smart guy and he's a pretty well-intentioned guy. 
and I knew I would probably get flack for it, but um, he is a little bit of a dumb kid still. No offense. I mean, he's new to crypto. Um, and I remember there were times where, you know, like I forced him out of like the Phantom Citadel or whatever, um, or told mods to kick him out just because I didn't want us to be associated with any type of kind of Byzantine activity in general. Um, just because, you know, he got a taste and then it was like, okay, can I gain more airdrops, yada, yada, yada. And he didn't realize that most airdrops kind of defend against that sort of thing. Um, and the spirit airdrop was one of the most insane of all time. Um, and, you know, if it weren't so insane, which nobody expected, um, then nobody would really have an issue. But, um, you know, I think he's a good guy. Uh, and I've yelled at him a lot for all the shit he's gotten <laughs> himself into. Um, and I've kind of, I think I've psychologically sussed out the reason for uh, all of it. <laughs> I'm not going to get into too much detail, but, um, you know, uh, I, I think he's an all right guy. Um, that's just my, and I'm, you know, I don't want to put my reputation on the line for it because he might still be like evil, yeah. but um, he's handled <laughs> He's handled a lot of money for Baby Boo to donate to charities and stuff um, that he could have just run away with. Um, and I think he understands now the value of uh, just building together um, with us instead of necessarily trying to needle into these systems to take advantage of them. Yeah. I, I also think he's just the one thing about ching is i feel other people have probably game airdrops as well but with ching he was kind of braggadocious about it you know what i mean i feel like people were just like ah oh, man look at this guy this scoundrel and like he, plays it up. he loves to play it up like so then it, it kind of precedes him sometimes but all in all yeah i, I do think he's, he's a good guy but at the end of the day airdrops are what for decentralization you're hurting that by by making it more centralized by going all the ching but uh, like like you've seen in these new airdrops, it's uh, there's a lot more measures, and I like to call it the Ching defense system. You know, a lot of projects are adding this to make sure that these things can't get game like that. You know. Yeah, Reaper patented the first ever Ching-proof Merkle distribution mechanism. Uh, we're we're gonna be licensing it for like several million dollars once it's totally uh, ironed out. But um, yeah, it's called the. Uh, yeah, the, just the King Defense System. It's really, really fantastic. I'm sure everyone will love it. That's so, how you save the future of DeFi. The only <laughs> way. To... My, my question here. All right, so, so there's been such a legend, right? And I think the legend lives mainly with uh, people that probably haven't interacted with you. I mean. I had heard the legend, right? And then I interacted with you under your pseudonym, Sweet Cheeks. And then I had to kind of like make the connection that Sweet Cheeks and Ching were the same guy, right? But my, my, my interactions with you have always been very good and cordial. So I guess my question is not so much to you, but to the people that are watching, is it possible for somebody to do, I'm going to call it stupid shit, uh, and then come back from that? after having more information and, and doing about face, right? Is that possible? And I, I personally think it is because I've done stupid shit in my life, a lot of it. And, you know, from it, I grew into what I hope is a better person, you know? And so that's uh, the fact that you're willing to come on here, show your face and talk about it. 
is pretty telling from my perspective. You know, I don't uh, know how you guys feel. I'd like to add on to that, that I haven't been uh, very like, I haven't been hiding the, the fact that like my Discord name is Ching or anything like that. If uh, anyone has been following on Baby Boo, my name on that Discord is literally Baby Ching. Because I've, I've never been like, I've, I've never been hiding anything because I personally think the airdrop thing was a very, I wouldn't say it's malicious, just it's a very cunning thing to do. You know, it's very, you know, it's with, the intention, with the intention to gain money, for sure. I mean, you, you, you're but, not going to spin it to look good in any way you talk about exactly. it, I promise. I'm, I'm not trying to, I, I, I don't think I can make it look good, but I don't think it's inherently evil in a way. It's not important, like stealing, like, I, it's hard to say, say it because technically some other people could have gone those airdrops, but the same... <sighs> You know, I think the best way you can put it exactly. is game theoretically speaking, which is what all of these systems are designed around and which Spirit at the start may have could have done a little bit better on. Game theoretically speaking, you did exactly what you were supposed to do. You did the exact right thing, which is serve yourself. Um, and now... <clears throat> I like kind of my whole thing is like, okay, you can serve yourself, but you probably shouldn't, um, you know, let's be nice guys. Uh, but, you know, as someone who designs these architectures um, for a living, um, like the first thing I think about is someone like you. Um, civil resistance is number one, um, you know, and, and it's the reason like you can't just have like a wallet by wallet governance vote. It's the reason tokens have value. It's because you need to have proof of stake if you want to be able to claim these incentives or you need to provide a service to claim these incentives. And airdrops I really don't like because they circumvent a lot of the uh, ideals that make these systems so secure. Um, so I will say that um, like he was doing he was operating like if you were to totally design one of these systems he would be one of the actors on the charts. And as a designer, you, you wouldn't be mad at him because, you know, you would just be designing your system around him because <clears throat> it's like, in. yeah, it's like, okay, this guy ha has like a mortgage or this guy is poor or this guy, you know, this he sees this as his chance to, to make enough money to, uh, you know, elevate his lifestyle. So he's going to do it um, and he should do it. And as a system designer, I'm going to prevent that from happening. I'm going to prevent you from having a good life. Just kidding. Um, so, but. so we're dealing we're dealing with all right more of a moral issue here. Now, there, there's one thing. So, moving, let's move on from this. I think we've we've kind of hashed this out, right? Yeah, we've got that's true. It's been 15 minutes. But here's one. All right, Ching, you often fud various phantom projects and phantom in general. So, what this reminded me of, and this was something I meant to bring up to you in private, but I, I never did. Um, and I was in the tomb discord when shit was hitting the fan and I watched the gang jump on and I know that you were one of them. And, uh, so from my perspective, right. And a lot of this comes down to mm, what, what side of the community do you want to play on? Do you want to play on the one that's raising us all up? Or do you want to play on the one that really enjoys taking someone down? What, it, what am I hearing right now? Like, is that your donuts, Beavis? Oh, shit. I'm sorry. That is my donuts. <laughs> Here, let me... I'm, I'm, I'm a bad co-host. Sorry. <laughs> so, I mean, so my question is, um, 
I, I don't not there, being new is not really an excuse, but like I did, I watched you jump on top of uh, a, a project with good developers behind it and contribute in whatever small way to what happened that day. What what's you know what was up with that? Like that's let me ask you about that. Well, I, I would like to break down the tomb incident as a whole to multiple things. First of all, I believe there was definitely an, a structural problem with the project itself. I believe the intentions were good. I believe the devs are great, but it's an algorithmic token. And those sometimes are just, they're just flawed to begin with. You know, the whole tax evasion thing is, is just, is just, it's just not, it's just, it's just a, it's just, it was just a built in problem that someone would have exploited eventually. I think, I think Oprah, because it's kind of like a simple, a small thing. You don't see those big time explorers that, that you see on Binance or Ethereum. You know, those people who do this for a living, they're just looking for those integrities to destroy those protocols. And I'm sure that the person who did exploit Tomb as it is, was the like he he was an experienced guy he knew his way around it um i think i personally was always very iffy about tomb because i know that those kind of tokens have a very inherent problem where if nobody if it's it only works as long as everybody works together but the thing is that crypto you have a lot of malicious people who are will purposely find their profit i mean at the end of the day, it's money, and people are a lot of people, especially the big money, is looking to profit. They're not really looking for the sake of others. So, in a way, it was kind of like it was kind of a very fragile structure that really had to be built to be able to succeed. But the thing is that a big player could always like demolish it. Um, I was we were trying to make baby tomb. Uh, we're still trying to. I've been reaching out to Harry. Harry, yeah, to kind of make make baby tomb just to make some extra buy pressure to kind of help them out. We were going to make uh, a baby tomb NFT series on baby boo to help them out, but we had to kind of bail on that because our built-in charity factor would have had us dump thirty percent of the proceeds in order to donate it to charity. So it would have just been like an instant sell-off of a lot of tombs. So it was very problematic. We tried to find a, a way around it, but it was it was. It was very prolonged, and then shit hit the fan. Uh, I think I, I think there was a bit, two major things that really caused the tumble of the project. I believe it was the big fud that came from the people who are like who initiated this exploit. I'm not gonna name anyone because it's not my job to. But there was definitely people who acted very maliciously and were very big players in Tomb, and they kind of tumbled it down. Uh, I would and. Also, it was kind of like developers' uh, behavior or the way they acted or their risk, uh, their risk management when things started like hitting the fan. I think it was just an overall a very tum a very fast tumbling tower of cards. I'm not gonna name anything that I, I could show you in the DMs later. Things that I myself know about Tomb that I do not want to name because I think it needs to be laid to rest. It needs to be put. <clears throat> whatever happened needs to be put in the tomb, and we need to. They need to. I'm sure Harry could some t do something with it to kind of like try and help it out, and I'm sure they'll be able to recover from this. I hope so, because they are a huge part of our of of Phantom as a whole. I think every project here has a purpose, even if it's small, even if it's big. But I cannot say that I was a any major part in what happened. I do not believe I, I was 
I'll be honest, I was watching JoJo with my wife the entire time. I I, just, <laughs> I, I got a notification from someone tell, telling me to sell your T-shirt. It's about to dump, and then I just I just saw that it like crumbled down. I that's why I yeah. think I think okay. Let this is a really long winded abstraction of uh, what was going on. How about um, you make a public promise right now to everybody as someone who has become somewhat of a community leader that you quit being such a fucking troll. Just quit trolling. Just quit trolling. It's really easy. <laughs> Troll on maybe like find another website, you know, find another forum. Um, but right now you have responsibility. Uh, and I have, if you look at me and Ching's DMs, a lot of it is just me yelling at him. Um, uh, just it, like you just described everything, but your own involvement. And it's like, <clears throat> If you walk into like a Swarovski crystal shop, you know, everything is fragile all around. Do you tiptoe quietly or, and, and be really polite? Or do you go in there and start like spinning around and laughing and running around and horsing around and having a good time? Which do you do? So this protocol is fragile and your interaction with it was what? It was, it was definitely half and half. Okay. No, the protocol is fragile and you are not being delicate with it. And there were plenty of people that day not being delicate with it. And as far as I know, you had no investment or involvement. You had a business partnership with the team. You had all the reason in the world to be delicate and kind. And that is kind of what you need to think about when you are a community leader, because people are looking at you um, and there are going to be a million Evil, pure evil chains. Ching isn't pure evil. You have like yin and yang of Ching. There will be, be plenty evil guys doing exactly what you want to do. All right. You need to trust that all of the things in your head saying, this is bad, this is bad, this is bad, yada, yada. I should go in there and start, you know, pointing out everything that's bad. There are a billion guys like that. They don't need you. Mm-hmm. It's your job as a community leader to just. Be positive, be positive, be positive, be positive, because there will always be negativity in this space. It's easy. You do not. They, so many people have that covered, bro. I promise you do not need to contribute. I promise. That's like, I get it. I could talk about the fragility of basis cash all day, but I could also talk about the strength of basis cash all day. And you just need to focus on the strengths and the fudsters can worry about everything else. You don't need to be a fudster at this point. All right, You've, you're kind of beyond that, you know. Yeah, like, you're you, saving um, dogs. Weren't you do? Yeah, you're saving dogs, and then the day before that, you were helping organize an OTC uh, trade, I guess, for a lot of tomb with a large, like a large whale. So, like stuff like that, you got you got to keep your head above when you're when you're a prominent member of the community, or if you're you're just trying to improve your own image. I, I wholeheartedly agree with what uh, Justin's saying. Because, mm-hmm. like, it's it's no point in, in, in kind of joining the ruckus when you're, like, when you don't have to. Like, you, you got business partnerships and stuff like that. But, yeah. You don't need to be smarter than everybody else. Like, you don't need to yeah. prove anything. Like, you don't need to tell everybody, hey, I know why everything is going wrong. It's like you just support whatever team and just relax. This isn't 4chan. <clears throat> It's 4chan when you're like an anonymous account, you know, or whatever. But mm-hmm. this is like, this is real life. You, yeah. you've, you've ascended into real life. And now, you know, your actions have real genuine consequences and they hurt people. 
Um, and that's just what you got to keep in mind straight up. And we've been on chain way too long, bro. Yeah. <laughs> 23 yeah. uh, minutes. Uh, uh, let's, let's wrap this up. Cause I'm sure you've got some good shit to share on these news stories that we've got. And the only, the only thing I want to say just to, just to wrap this all up is I think what pisses probably Justin off the most just from listening to it is he sees so much potential that you have and where where your vision is focused is currently on the the least important part and i think the more that you become out there what you're going to find is the energy you put out is exactly the energy you're going to get back tenfold from the community and if you want to be up there everyone will be looking to poke holes in your story to find out why you're full of shit so be, get beyond reproach if possible and this is a good first start Okay, on to the news, ladies and gentlemen. Holy crap, we got we got 110, 110 people? We got a lot of people watching right now. All right, over to the news. Let's start with Phantom and the overall crypto market are at a crossroads. Looking a little wonky out there on the BTC charts, boys. Who's got an opinion? Who wants to take this? 24. I see. <clears throat> I can see it. Like, there was, there was some rocky times, especially there was a, like, a pretty disgusting red candle on BTC. I still see it on the daily. Um, you can't really look at that short-term stuff. Like Phantom went crazy, ballistic, like from 40 cents to like a dollar 80. You kind of expect a little bit of retracement. It is unfortunate that BTC does rug us often during most of our pumps, but it's you're not if you're a short-term investor, you're a trader, that's when you care about that sort of stuff. But I think a lot of people need to be honest with themselves. You're you're an investor. You like the stock. You like Phantom. You like using it. And then the, just don't look at the day-to-day -day or the week-to-week, month-to-month or year-to-year. -year. That's my Bro, opinion. did you just call Phantom a stock? No, but like, you know what I mean? <laughs> the meme. You guys get the meme, bro, right? Dude, I love the Phantom stock, bro. The Phantom like, stock, you like the crypto. You like Doing the stock. You know what I mean? I <laughs> I have a unique perspective on this because I never, ever look at charts and I rarely look at the price. The only time I ever see the phantom price is when I go on the Reaper website and I see it in the corner. Uh, also, Krispy Kreme. Um, but beyond that, uh, <laughs> um, I mean, I don't see a crossroads right now. I see phantom positioned way better than ever. Uh, I like – I mean – yeah, I don't really know. I should just shut up because I, I like am not good at trading and I don't know about like, the price and the like, I don't know. <laughs> it goes up and it goes down. It goes up. Usually we're like, we'd be going up. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, from a technical perspective, uh, I do not think we're at anything close to a crossroads. I think Phantom is like Solana just had like its biggest uh, outage ever. Um like Arbitrum is like was like whoop boo, um, and a lot of people are disillusioned. Um, Phantom is like showing its colors as like the best blockchain. Period. Even more so than I ever thought it would. Um, so, to me, we're not at a crossroads. Uh, but I like, yeah, I I'm not good with trading at all. <laughs> Ching, what you got here, man? I definitely think just buy and hold. Just invest, like, all you have to do to realize if you want to hold Phantom or not is go on Ethereum, try to make a transaction. If it costs more than a Happy Meal, go on Phantom, <laughs> honestly. Enough I said. Mean, enough said. Just it's the cheeseburger rule. If it costs more than a cheeseburger <laughs> to fucking execute whatever transaction, then you need to go elsewhere. 
And that's why every every chain will be win will be fine. Like all all blocks will be full at the end of the day, because you know everything. Like yeah, Arbitrum costs more than a cheeseburger. Polka dot more than a cheeseburger. Avalanche more than a cheeseburger. Phantom, you could make like ten transactions, 20, 30 transactions, and like not even touch the price of a cheeseburger. And our RPCs are so good now. It's like. <laughs> oh, hey, R- and- RPC News just got released. I don't know if you see saw that, but Anchor just acquired RPC.tools. Um, so that is something. Uh, the cool, foundation awesome. literally just sent that out just a minute ago. Shout um, out nice. Casper all right. Nice. Casper moving on. Nice is a monster. Moving on, moving on, moving on. Okay, uh, we don't go by the cheeseburger rule. We go by the Popeyes chicken sandwich rule around chill. I don't. I know you don't lie, Beavis. I know what the hell you do. All right, <laughs> <laughs> Suturusu. God, I, I, I don't know how to say it. Suturusu integrated. Yeah, private transactions on Phantom. <clears throat> now I've heard some other stuff. Now, I think they have a really cool protocol, but I've also heard some stuff in the background how they have the ability to blacklist certain addresses and uh, that they have they do have some like top tier control where privacy may not be as private as as we're thinking. But I'm just that's a rumor. Anyone know how to speak on that or any information on that? Um, <laughs> confirmed, I think, from them, right? Yeah, like, I think you, that's necessary for compliance. Okay. Yeah, they're, they're, they yeah. have a page about regulations. They're, they're yeah, compliant. I mean, they're they're like I've I've been like into Sudorusu for over a year now. I'm one of the few people who's probably used like their current software. It kind of like they just have like staking and like a weird like swap mechanism. It kind of sucks, uh, but their technology is really good. I mean, that's just like to fuel their, or, or to like, you know, keep VCs invested or whatever, so they can study ZK snarks uh, or whatever they're doing. But zero knowledge proofs are dope. Um, and that will like beef up the, the offerings of Phantom, like, like amazingly. And their staking system auto compounds uh, and it's like like blockchain based, so it's pretty cool. And they have like a cool robot uh, animation that does it for you. <laughs> yeah, I've, I bought Sudorusu. I'm like way in the red on Sudorusu. I bought it at the top in 2020 um, for like a cent, and I just don't look at it because uh, I think the technology is cool, and I don't care. Um, but uh, yeah, it, they'll be dope. I mean, they we've we've had this partnership forever, like literally forever. Yeah, um, but. Yeah, sorry for interrupting. We can send um, like all tokens. It's not just Phantom. I know we have Shake. Mm-hmm. Like we're talking about current offerings. I don't Shake Cast. It's only Phantom. But keep in mind, like if you're trying to do a private transaction with a token that doesn't have enough volume or transactions, it's it's too obvious. But I do like that you can do other tokens. You know, is Shake Cast like? Does anyone know if they are under regulations or like how does it like? Is there like nah. a must be under regulations? They're decentralized, bro. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they're anonymous, yeah. decentralized, and if and probably instantly would get shut down if anyone. I mean, they don't like that. You know, nobody likes that stuff that that has an interest not to like it. I mean, you know. Yeah, like I mean, tornado. like. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, mixers like. You can't get money off chain, really. Mix all mixers do is buy you time. Like you're KYC everywhere, or like 
if you have any account connected to anything, if you have any means of off-ramping, then, uh, you know, mixers aren't going to save you if you're, like, being a criminal. So, criminals. Well, I mean, <laughs> never mind. I'm just going to shut up. I think everyone on crypto was a criminal. <laughs> Yo, so I will say that, you know, I, I know the d developers behind Shadecash because they've been very active in the FTM Alerts Discord. I like them as as like a project. I'm I'm super bullish on what they do. And at the same time, from a regulatory standpoint, I'm quite certain nothing would would be regulated in that space. So um all right, moving on. Seller Network launched their Phantom Bridge, a new bridge to pretty much every EVM-compatible chain on DeFi. Have any, any of you guys used this? Know anything about it? I haven't used it, but I'm <coughs> very well, like I'm welcoming it. Any way to bring liquidity on a Phantom, as we've seen, I don't know. Remember in February, it was so tough just to get money on in here, especially with the pump and CZ doing whatever he wants to do on his network. So you know what I mean? I appreciate more bridges uh, and more connections to other chains for sure. Mm -hmm. I haven't used it, but I will after this now. Yeah, I, I never leave Phantom, dude. I mean, like, <laughs> I, I welcome it because it'll bring liquidity onto the network. But, like, uh, even, like, bridging $100 over to Ethereum so that I can, like, list a couple of my NFTs on OpenSea, which we're going to be talking about a little later, uh, even that pains me. Dude, I just don't do it. I don't know. That's just me. Yeah. Say likewise. <clears throat> I, I bridged all of my funds from every other chain onto Phantom. It's just... It just hurts not to be. I mean, Ethereum is just, it makes you want to choke yourself. Like the transaction, it's crazy. <laughs> like, look at how much gas you spend. And you're like, whoa, I just spent like a, a whole year's wage just, just trying to do shitcoin transaction. It's like, I'm trying to prove you're done. That's like, yeah, I'm too cheap. I'm too cheap for anything else. I'm like frugal. I don't know. I like, if you're on Ethereum, you're either you're loaded or you're like, you need to kill. Yeah, especially yeah, you when you find out you spent, you know, somebody's like one month salary in another country on uh, gas fees and a JPEG. Like that's, yeah, you know, relax, but, bro. Just relax. Other, all right. Shield protocol, <clears throat> back up and save two F, two F, your two uh, FAs directly on the blockchain. You guys know anything about this? I feel like I should have researched these and like read the articles more in depth prior to, but like. I'm a little bit this, ADD. Um, I, have a... I think it is so, like your Google Authenticator sort of but decentralized blockchain. Or... I think it saves your backup codes. Am I right about that? Does anyone know? I think so. Uh, it's probably like kind of like ENS. It's probably just like a handshake protocol where like they encrypt your shit, save it on the blockchain. And then um, with, you know, your password or whatever, you can pull it off just so that you have access to it anywhere. Maybe. Um, that's yeah, based that on that description. That's my assumption. But um, I mean, I think it's more or less just saving your. I think there are backup codes uh, in a decentralized way, so there's no centralized yeah. authority that that could lose your shit, right? I mean, that's what it well, sounds well, you like guys to know me. The, you know the two-factor authentication, like your your Google yeah. Authenticator six numbers. Yeah. yeah, that's it's the first two-factor authentication built on blockchain. So it has okay. that amongst other. Uh, I guess, uh, password storage, but it's not centralized. That's the most important thing. And I think that's what they're really pushing. Decentralized, no data storage. I think it's dope. Okay. Moving on, moving on. Spirit lending platform through Ola Finance. Um, so, 
Yeah. So Spirit, like they did this a few weeks ago. They launched, you know, a lending a lending platform in conjunction with Ola Finance. They just threw some Spirit incentives at it. If you're a borrower, um, I think they threw it one or two hundred thousand Spirit at it. <clears throat> so far, like. I think the actual activity on it has been really, really low. It's been like less than $2 million uh, in TVL so far. But I do think it's kind of cool that we have a native Phantom Dex that is like thinking about stuff like that and working to integrate, you know, lending within their own platform. Any thoughts on that? For sure. Um, I mean, I think ahead, we, we, we need as many protocols as we can. I mean, I, the more decentralized it is, we don't, we, we don't want one protocol to have all the landing because I mean, you, you just want people to have whatever option they want. So I think the more the merrier, the more competition, the more options people have. It's just, it's just great for the ecosystem. Yeah. Flying Panther 07 says, Ching didn't make Baby Boo. It was made by Josiah. Yeah, we know that. But Josiah is like 12 and we can't have him on, on camera. We'll all go to jail <laughs> for it. So, so that's why Ching is representing right now. <clears throat> Baby Boo um, is made by, you know many people it's actually. easy to deploy software baby boo is made by the team um yeah it's like deploying software is the easiest part of all this shit uh if if it were as easy as that phantom would be booming because i would just be you know running deploy scripts all day long and we just have infinite god protocols just <laughs> um but uh yeah the team made baby boo uh let me set that straight Hey. Uh, but yeah, it, it's like it, it seriously is like running these projects is a gargantuan effort um and everybody did it together 24 ching uh united theory josiah we had help there from are, so many people babas mm -hmm. gave us a device we had eerie eight you know he's he's part of our modi sig just to bring more you know more more vacation before the stream i asked them what is his opinion? He said, well, listen, we're not directly affiliated, but he has advised us throughout the entire way. And I've been cons I've been consulting with basically everyone I think that knows about Oprah as a, as a system. And really, yeah. Aries too, it, it's been a, a genuine, like, you know, a community project that has involved everybody from the ecosystem. Mm -hmm. Everybody. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's been a serious, serious, serious effort. Honestly, like, I don't know. It's been cool to watch. Uh, and yeah, Ching Ching has been like taking a huge, 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 huge role in leading that. So don't like diminish um, his his role in Baby yeah. Boo. He's he's been killing it. I mean, he's handled hundreds of thousands of dollars just to give it to charity, which is like stressful. Um, it's stressful as hell handling that kind of money. I was, I was um, sweating. You know, you send yeah, it to the wrong so. address and it's lost in the blockchain. <clears throat> oh, no, you don't want to do that. And with, this, yeah, with his reputation already, if, if he loses it accidentally, he knows that hell is going to come down on him. <laughs> <laughs> He'll have to go into hiding. No, but yeah, he, uh, Ching's been huge for sure. Ching's been huge. Yeah, yeah agreed. He secured I, some partnerships <clears throat> for us as well. So yeah. shout out to Ching. I think you guys, you guys are, I don't, I don't think you were the first ones, but you're definitely very public about, you know, Hey, if you drop some NFTs, let's get some charities involved here. And if this is a trend that can start um, and kind of propagate through phantom, I think it would just be such a huge deal. And for anyone that I get so many DMS from new NFT projects and my basic blanket statement to them is I'm not talking about NFTs. But I, I will amend that and say, if you are giving to charity and I can verify that, I will give you a shout out. 
um, for your NFT project because that in and of itself is a lot more interesting than, you know, your JPEGs. Yeah. So, okay. <laughs> Let's, uh, <laughs> hey, uh, uh, Justin, are you, uh, you want, to talk, you want to talk about the Scream Crips real quick? Oh, Fine. shit. <laughs> uh, yeah, all right. Um, yeah. It's been like, it has been a roller coaster of a week emotionally. Um, and just in terms of like workload and, you know, the things we've been doing. Um, so, I mean, whew. Um, Leading up to that day, I would say like the month of September, keep in mind, we're trying to find housing, which we have hardly had any time to do. So we might even have to find another freaking Airbnb for a month and move all of our stuff again while we're trying to maintain a project. We're trying to incorporate, we're trying to manage the business, we're trying to manage the community. And we're trying to keep up with platforms like Grim, like Beefy, like Yearn, I guess now is coming. Um, and our focus isn't even on like the current version of Reaper. So we've got all this R&D going on in the background. Um, and we were like, like me and Rex were, or me and Goober shit were uh, hardly sleeping. Um, you know, we were like stressed beyond belief and like in retrospect, this was kind of inevitable. Um, you know, at the time we're like, we just need to push through these next few updates. We just need to, um, you know, get out these next few crips. Um, but we were like, yeah, the, the reality of the situation was we were like way overworked um and uh yeah we just you know woke up uh that day and you know what we thought was a simple front end issue um if you remember waka at the beginning how hard it was to deposit a lot of that is just because the way javascript handles really big numbers um is a little bit stupid um because Solidity uses UNT256, which is massive, um, and JavaScript can't handle numbers that big. Um, so we thought that was the issue. We were like, oh, super common, easy. Um, but it turns out, like, while we were moving from test to production, um, you know, you need to delete all of your console logs and all of your um, testing, you know, infrastructure and scaffolding and whatever from your contracts. Um, and probably we should have just had a separate set of contracts for that, but we were moving our console logs. We accidentally deleted a line of code. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, the rest is kind of history. Um, we realized, like we realized pretty early on that like we were a little bit fucked but i mean when when you're a little bit fucked uh, when these systems are so complex there's usually a way to hack the money out um because we are the admins of the contracts and we have you know a decent amount of power um and we were thinking maybe we could deleverage somehow and hack everything back into the vault um so we were working on that for like eight nine hours and this was like some of the most stressful work I've ever done in my life. Um, 
And like slowly, like every time we tried something and it failed, um, it's like my heart sank a little more, you know, my face got a little hotter, you know, I started shaking a little more, you know, I started fearing, you know, for my future a little more. Um, and it's just, that was happening over and over and over and over and over and over again. And by the end of the night, like we were both so burnt out, um, and I mean, we were already pretty burnt out to begin with, um, but like, I don't know, like, yeah, I mean, I was just like, shit, man. Yeah, it, I mean, I don't even want to get into how, you know, sad we were, um, but, uh, you know, we're writing up our announcements, Um which, you know, I was like crying while I was writing my announcement. And then he comes and sends me his announcement to proofread. And I'm crying while I'm proofreading his announcement even more. Um, and like, <laughs> um, we send them. I like, I hit send and then I just closed my computer, turned off my phone and like just walked to the kitchen and just like cried <laughs> and uh <laughs> um and i like grabbed a beer and got in the bathtub and just thought <laughs> like about how i could come up with two million dollars um and it was like i mean i thought my life was over um yeah, I mean, I thought my career was over, you know, I worked really hard to get to this point. So it was just really sad. Um, and uh, I know Goober, like, I mean, he accidentally deleted the line and I know he felt like, you know, he felt probably worse than I did. Um, so we like, um, we passed out. Um, or I, I don't even remember at this point. He might have stayed up all night. I know he barely slept for like three days trying to fix this issue. Um, but yeah, I went to bed. Like I, it was like only because I was so fucking tired was I able to actually fall asleep. I don't remember falling asleep. My head was just racing, racing, racing. And then I just woke up the next day pretty early um, at like 8 a.m., and I was like, wow, I slept. <laughs> awesome. Um, and, oh, Goober was up all night. Um, so I sent that. Uh, so I sent the announcements, and then Goober stayed up and tried to, like, gather names and talk to people and um, kind of manage the situation because I had gotten up really early and he had gotten up kind of later. So he was up all night, and then I got up. I tagged him out um, and I opened my discord <laughs> and <laughs> shit, I, I didn't want to cry. <laughs> um, everybody was being so fucking nice to us. <laughs> it, uh, it was like, I don't know. It like, like, I really love you guys. Um, I've never, like, 
had a lot or, you know, done a lot or done anything that important. But um, this is like the coolest shit I've ever done in my life. And your guys' support was like, you know, really life changing. And, um, you know, I, I was just like, okay, we need to fucking find a solution now and get these people their money. Um, so, you know, I hop into the office and start meeting with everybody. Um, and, you know, I'm like, fuck it, $100,000 bug bounty. Um, uh, so I throw that up and then we're still meeting. Uh, I go grab, I go to like a cafe when, when Goober wakes up, um, and we, you know, talk about what we can do to come up with $2 million without totally sinking our company. Um, and, you know, we talk about that for a while. We get home, we start talking with the team some more. And then, uh, this dude who the day before realized that we were fucked before anyone else. And he was like, Hey guys, things aren't looking too good. And I was like, just give us an hour. Well, I was, I was crying right in the postmortem and he was in chat, like <laughs> talk about how we were fucked. And I was like, bro, I know, please give me some time. Um, but this guy, uh, Zarigas, he pops in our general chat. Um, and he talks about um, a pretty neat idea, which we had had the day before and tried testing the day before and weren't very successful um, because there was an issue with allowances. You can go on my medium and read all about it. Um, but uh, basically like we thought it was impossible to do what he was describing. Um, but this guy has, and it, it helps a lot that it was a guy that wasn't like totally burnt out. Um, but this guy, I don't want to like, like mess up his OPSEC because I don't know, like when you're hacking with someone for eight hours, you kind of get pretty close. Um, but, uh, he has a very particular skill set and he is like super, super well qualified. And he was like literally the exact guy we needed to help us out. So we pull him into our discord call at like 3 PM. Um, and then, you know, we pull Jeffrey from FTM alerts in who is also, he was good at math and he saved us a lot of time. Um, and uh, so we're hacking with them for like seven hours straight, you know, testing theory after theory, after theory, after theory, and um, making like how I was talking about, like my heart sank further and further and further when we were that original night, when we were like trying solutions and they were failing, this was like the exact opposite. Um, so like we were trying stuff and they were only kind of failing. And we were finding new avenues like, okay, this theory works. All right. You know, maybe the whole solution doesn't work, but we can use this. And we just kind of kept iterating and iterating and iterating um, and just hacking the fuck out of these um, until we got to the point uh, early the next day. And Goober pulled another all nighter because he's, he's on a weird schedule. Um, uh, and then um, 
so when I went to bed, we got to a point where we had a super solid testable theory. I go to bed, I wake up in the morning and Goober tested the theory in production multiple times and it worked like exactly how he thought it would. Um, so at that point, like I tag him out, I like tell him to go to bed. Um, he's on his bang energy drinks. Uh, and, um, you know, I get up and, you know, start thinking about the implications, uh, reviewing his code. Um, and it's like, shit, this is going to work. We can save the money. Um, and like, I was texting my girlfriend like throughout and, uh, like the first time we thought we saved it because we were able to pull like 17 grand, like we were able to deleverage 17 grand and we thought we did it but it wasn't withdrawable. So I was cheering. I was texting my girlfriend. I was like, we did it. And we didn't do it. So I was like, oh, never mind. And uh, it was just like a total roller coaster for everybody. Um, and uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it worked. And, you know, we still have to do it in production, but like all of our proofs of concept work. And we like basically like fucked up our own contract in production for a test environment and then like just did it on it. So it's like, as close as we can get to the actual rescue. Um, but the rescue will take time because of the time lock. Um, and I mean, basically like in any other context, what we're doing wouldn't be acceptable um, because we're basically upgrading to um, a contract that would be malicious in any other context, but basically we're just trying to yank the funds out so we can manually dispense them to people. And we've got a multi-sig with Zam and with Erie um so that we can pull the the funds there um and start sending transactions out um but yeah i mean i would say it went from like probably the third worst day of my life to like one of the best um and probably as far as like security operations go um one of i mean the best day of my career um and I learned so much uh, working with Zarigas. Um, he is like a seriously, seriously, seriously smart guy. Um, and like, I'm really, really proud of the work we did. Um, you know, we would have paid back the $2 million, but it, it would have like fucked us up for a long time. Um, like being, when being under you know, a $2 million liability when you're like, we're three guys, you know, we're three guys and a couple part-timers maintaining a 30 to $40 million TVL protocol. Um, and since that happened, we kind of took a step back and we were like, like our whole thing was, um, we don't want VCs. We just want to, you know, do this the right way. We want to, you know, be indie, yada, yada, yada. Um, but, you know, we took a step back. We looked at our operations. We looked at, you know, what our shortcomings were um, leading up to all that. And we realized, you know, I think those values are important to us as people and as a company. But when this much money is on the line, you can't make sacrifices just to maintain like some moral paragon. Um, so, I mean, on that note, we are hiring. Um, <laughs> we're we're going to be looking for someone to basically take over our analytics 
uh, on the front end and help the crow. Um, and that would be like the more info button. Um, if you, if anyone knows anybody, please send them my way. Um, we're looking for somebody to handle our more info button. Um, when you see our analytics code, you'll probably know why we need that. Um, it is like, we, I wrote all of our analytics stuff. Um, uh, and I'm a Solidity developer. Um, <laughs> and that like all the JavaScript I do um, is like for ETH dev. So I was like, like just like doing pure math and I wasn't really thinking about the architecture because all the architecture I've studied really is smart contract architecture. Um, so, you know, we know how we want to, to do our analytics and improve them, but um, we need help uh, because it's such like a huge time sink and we have so much to do. Um, and then we're also looking for um, probably another smart contract developer um, maybe with a focus on operations. Um, but yeah, um, we just need help. Uh, and, you know, we're also looking for like an investor that can help us with like the legal stuff and the incorporation stuff and maybe help us get like a real runway. So we don't have to like, we literally are like month to month. Um, and that's how this shit happened. Um, so, you know, are a lot of the solutions, uh, thankfully, we can throw money at and they'll go away. Um, but we're going to be taking a few weeks to just focus purely on our operations and how we can make sure this never, ever happens again. Um, because when you're like a security guy and literally like an unforced error, like your own bug is what compromises your contracts, that's fucking embarrassing. Um, and like, we feel so bad, um, and it's never going to happen again. And we're glad it happened. Like it was only 2 million. It happened this early, but it opened our eyes and it made us a lot smarter, um, as, as business people. So, um, yeah, that's sorry for being so long winded about it. It was like, this was one of the most serious, like few days of my life, um, and uh, thank you to Zarigas uh, for your help. Um, that is a that is a fucking serious. That is a dude. That is an elite guy. Um, like I'm an architecture guy, and I love developing and design patterns and stuff. He's a logic guy. He is like pure low level logic. He is like he's he's a genius. He's awesome. Um, he like. And people are like, hire him, hire him. I'm like, dude, you guys don't know how well qualified this guy is. You need to chill. Um, <laughs> but yeah, he, uh, yeah, he, he's an amazing guy. Um, and uh, a, a lot of thanks to him for, he, he really filled in the gaps uh, in our um, hacking operation there. And together we, uh, we, we nailed it. Um, and we're really excited about the solution and um, we're trying to like really test it thoroughly um, and, uh, you know, cream has flash loans, believe it or not. So we don't have to like collect everybody's money. Um, and we're just going to flash loan it all out of there and keep in mind, like our contracts aren't vulnerable to any of this stuff we're doing. Um, like only in this context would this be possible. Um, and, uh, we need to wait for the five days, but, um, we're, uh, we're reviewing a lot of our code and thinking, 
you know, now that we've been through this, like a lot of our code is like boilerplate strategy vault code. Um, we're like, we know like its weaknesses now. So uh, we think we can uh, really, really, really improve on existing architect architectures uh, in blockchain and make stuff like this not a big deal uh, in the future. Hopefully that's the goal. Dude, you're a legend. Um, thank you for sharing all of that with us, man. I, I know that I speak for anyone that knows you uh, and knows Goober and the rest of the Byte Masons team that we just mad respect for you guys, love what you're doing. And uh, thank you for sharing all that with us, man. Thanks can, we, can we move on after that? I mean, I don't even know if I can like go to another topic after <laughs> that. No, I don't know if you know this. My wife actually jumped in in the comments and was like, you're being so vulnerable and and you're awesome. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't flash her up on the screen because I didn't want to like throw her out there. But if you read back through the comments, you'll see her. All right. Yeah. So apparently she loves you. And <laughs> now she's going to be like, you should fly out to California and see Justin. He's a nice guy. He's be friends with Justin. All right. All right. Here we go. Um, Abu Dhabi. 24, you were going and then you got like a case of whatever, dude. You're muted, bro. Unmute yourself. What are you? What, what the hell's going on, Kobe? Give it the program. Uh, my bad. My bad. Uh, yeah, I, I was, I was, uh, I really wanted to go, guys. I, I don't have a passport. It'd be my first time leaving the country, and like I was trying to price it out because I am moving out. I live with my parents right now. I am moving out, and I was pricing it out. And as the prices just kept adding, I was like, you know what? Mm -hmm. I can do this virtual. I can watch and support from home. But I really wanted to be there. It's. I think it's really dope. Guys, check out phantomdc.com if you don't have your tickets. Book if you're in the area. Book if you're not, if you have the funds. But um, if you're a supporter like Phantom, like everyone in this this call right now, you'd be excited by like what, what what's going on in that conference. But, yeah, I wish I could go. I wish I could go. Yeah, I mean, I'm going. I'm not a developer. but But, like, I – it, it's just a surreal thought to be inter interacting with a ton of avatars uh, for, you know, however long. And all of a sudden, you know, like I had some FTM alerts shirts printed up because I don't know what half of these people look like. So they're going to have to come to me or I'm not going to know who the hell they are. You know what I mean? So like, I'm super stoked to meet everybody, man. Bebus, are you, are you guys going? Is this happening? Um, we're like seriously, seriously, seriously thinking about it. Um I would like to go. Um, it it will like right now. It'll totally depend on how our progress like past this issue goes. Um, because right now we're kind of spending all of our time like overhauling a lot of our processes, and um, it is like high urgency. But it is like a couple months away, um, and DeFi moves fast. So um, you know we can't get our password passports still two weeks in advance so we kind of have a lot of time to think about it um but uh yeah we're uh we're really thinking about going it'll be fun um it isn't like harry Yeh just renamed like another convention uh and then had andre come and Simone and all those guys yeah um i mean it'll be awesome i really want to hear uh kwan uh win talk um, even more than I want to hear Andre talk, uh, because like we don't get to hear from Quan very often. Um, so I'd really, really love to hear what he has to say. Um, but yeah, worst case scenario, I can catch the live stream with 24. Um, but it would be really fun to go. 
but yeah, it is really freaking expensive and it is like really far away and it's a big commitment, but, um, I feel like we kind of have to, but we'll see. We'll see. It, it's still kind of iffy right now. I'm thinking about having a shirt printed up that says Andre is my baby daddy and like wearing <laughs> it, seeing if I can get on camera. I don't, I don't think he'd appreciate Maybe, he, I don't know. He's got a good sense of humor. All right, moving on. Ching, you got anything on you? Are you going, bro? Uh, Abu Dhabi. Uh, yeah, I don't think so. We, I mean, we can announce the launch of the Ching. Dude, you can drive there. <laughs> it's definitely gonna rug you I, at I some mean, point. <laughs> actually, it's uh, I live in Israel, and uh, only recently Dubai and Israel have become like really good friends. So it's it's become a very like uh, known uh, tourism destination. It's actually very cheap too, but the place isn't obviously. Yeah. Um I mean, I might be looking into it. I, I got some baby boost stuff going on, so. Uh, I might have to consider that. I mean, maybe I could meet E with a similar shirt, you know, just who is my baby daddy or something like that. (laughs) (laughs) All right, moving on. Beethoven X. So uh, Justin and I had a call with, and this is, if you remember last week's show, you know, Justin was like, what we need on Phantom is a fork of balancer. And then all of a sudden, boom, here comes uh, Beethoven like that day. And, um, sorry, Simona is hitting me up real quick. All right. Uh, and, uh, we had a call with Daniel and God, I hate to be offensive, but I cannot remember the other guy's name that was on there. Um, and they're deploying some pretty badass stuff. Uh, Justin, what do you got on that? Uh, I'm excited. Um, I'm going to temper my expectations until it's fully deployed, but I'm freaking pumped and I will be building on top of it. In a million different ways. Uh, Balancer is one of my favorite protocols to work with as a developer. Um, And uh, it's extremely, extremely, extremely powerful. Um, As believe it or not, a way to balance multiple assets. Um, So, uh, yeah, I when they get it up, I will be for sure building on it. Uh, um, and it'll be fun. Uh, so yeah, I wish them the best of luck and, you know, I throw all my support behind them and I would love, 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 um, to see them succeed, uh, because building on balancer is one of the funnest things to do. And these guys are putting together some really, really cool pools, like, you know, 10% boot, 10% spirit, 10% scream, 5% tarot. And, you know, the, the yeet my life savings into it pool and hope it works out <laughs> shit. You know what I mean? Like you, you're really, uh, you might as well just hit a slot machine, but, but it's going to be cool, man. And I'm, I'm pretty stoked. And they're also putting a stable pool out there and uh, some other really, really cool stuff. And what's cool about balancer for anyone that doesn't know is, is it's not, it's not, you're not tied to the 50, 50 split, you know, that you can do 70, 30 or 80, 20 or mm-hmm. up to 98, two. Uh, if you really want to mitigate the IL. So, all right. Yeah. Moving on. Evergrande. Uh, this is worth being aware of for anyone that's watching. So Evergrande is the second largest real estate developer in China. They have uh, over 300 billion, I believe, in corporate debt. Um, and uh, it is very close. The, the rumor right now is that they are going to default on this debt. Now, for anyone that's, to put it into context, Lehman Brothers, which you know was largely responsible for the 2008 crash, um, had I believe 600 billion in debt, but it was scattered amongst many industries. This one is is really 90% targeted to the real estate industry. I, I know that BlackRock holds some of their corporate paper and other you know big boys here in the United States. 
I, my personal feeling is the CCP will step in and probably bail this out and, you know, make it a government owned company, but it is, it is looming and it does have the potential to have some serious effects on world markets. Uh, anyone have opinions on this? All right, moving uh, on. What is, a, what is, is that some kind of like stock or TradFi cringe or whatever? Is that a coin? What is Evergreen? Evergrande when is When are they a, dropping? When is their ICO? Uh, they're a massive real estate developer. They own 2% of all the real estate in China, basically. That's crazy. That's <laughs> it's huge. Is, that like, is real estate like an NFT or something? <laughs> Says the guy in the Airbnb. <laughs> <laughs> can, I, can I explain Bouncer real quick for a lucky Please. It'll be like back. one second. Do it. So how... Uh, Uniswap uses an algorithm to price two assets based on the underlying reserve. So basically it prices assets based on their relationship to each other. Balancer has an algorithm that's able to price up to 12 assets based on their relationship to each other. Um, so it's based on Uniswap, but um, when you're working with 12 assets, obviously it's really way, 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 way more complicated. Um, so a weight in one asset will change weights in all the other and then, of course, it's still regulated by arbitrage. Um, so it's just an automated market maker that's able to handle way more assets. Um, and some of the most complicated math in crypto, um, it is insanely dope. The balancer team, they're like gods. Uh, yeah, it's awesome. Um, yeah, that's all I have to say about balancer. Okay. The next Now, the next topic I know will get some discussion going. So the Solana mainnet went poo-poo. And developers pause the chain. How is this possible in a decentralized environment? Or is it not in a decentralized environment? But in a How centralized that, yeah, environment. Centralized, yeah. Same problem. That, yeah. I mean, it's the same problem that Phantom had. Like, we're, it's funny that we're way ahead of Solana in terms of like fixing security issues because Solana is like totally propped up by FTX and uh, Sam Bankman Freed. <laughs> um, and they're like, it's kind of like, I mean, Solana's good tech. Um, it's like not, Solana's good tech, but they're like Cardano in that they're propped up by multi-billionaires um, who have enough money to just totally pad their stats across the board. But the one stat you can't pad is the community stat. Um, and, you know, they are just bankrolling, bankrolling, bankrolling everything they can they, you know, whoever owns 70% of the nodes, and that's the reason, you know, this shit happens is, you know, you have one person managing 70% of the nodes. Yeah, I mean, we dealt with the same thing on Phantom uh, months and months ago, and we've already moved past it. Um, and uh, we're going to keep rocketing past it. And now Solana's just hitting this bump in the road. And that kind of tells you how mature Phantom is. Um, yeah. Because as a super technical ecosystem, we overcome these technical hurdles at a pretty fast rate because we are able to suss them out quickly and come up with solutions quickly. And because we are an EVM-based system, a lot of these solutions have already been thought out um, by the Ethereum community, which is one of the greatest communities, if not the greatest community in the world, possibly of all time, up there with like religion. Um, but uh, yeah, it's like, um, yeah, uh, 
this is why Phantom wins. It's because, you know, we rocket toward these hurdles. Maybe we trip up on, on them a little, um, but we move right past them because we have all of the Ethereum intellectual brain power, open source strength behind us because we run on EVM and we're using, um, we're using concepts that, you know, came to light and fruition while people were brainstorming Ethereum solutions. Um, and Solana, they can borrow from that. Um, but there's the added step of like porting it to their architecture and their, uh, you know, uh, intellectual framework. Um, so this is why I say over and over again that if you're not EVM, you are not going to win ever because the Ethereum community is probably at, at the very least the smartest per like capita community in the whole world, especially when it comes to the technical side of things. Um, yeah. And they fucking they have solutions at the ass um, and we can borrow directly from those and changing them to, to Lachesis um, or making them make sense for Lachesis is pretty easy because Andre wrote Lachesis and he is an Ethereum maxi. Um, so he is from that intellectual pool um, and everything is kind of, you know, Ethereum is, is the mother and it's just like birthing all of us. Um, yeah. It's, it's kind of, that's a weird analogy. But, that's fine. Um, I like it. Yeah. This, yeah. It's just, it's, it's why we win. It's why Phantom wins. Um, and it's why Phantom is going to keep winning is because it was built on the best intellectual knowledge pool probably that's ever existed. Well, I mean, okay. You know, medicine, <laughs> you know, science. Okay. There, there are a lot of like really good ones. Um, like the, the leading sciences. Okay. Maybe medicine is a little bit smarter, but, uh, <laughs> Ethereum will definitely get there. Ethereum will definitely get there. I love it. 24. What do you got, I'll, man? Pull up Shien's comment. Um, uh. Solana supposedly in beta test. Um, come on. Well, there's developers doing yeah. real projects on there and they're, the whole network's paused. Like imagine you're a lender and the markets are going to go to shit as soon as the network starts up again. If it's in beta, why, why would any developer build on it? I get it. I get it to the top 10 now, but this is so bearish. Like, yeah. dude, that's not, that doesn't help me want to go on to Solana. That just makes me avoid it. Why, why is something in beta top 10 that hasn't been truly tested? I heard about the, the docs leader or the, the known leader system they have. Like you essentially can DDoS the network. There's just a lot of issues, but Solana as a token, like we've all mentioned FTX propping up yada, yada. That's just the token and that's just markets, people manipulating markets. No, that's, that's the tech too, bro. What, Dude, FTX is propping up the tech. They're propping up everything, like all the nodes. Like, why do you think they have so many nodes? It's just because yeah. FTX and SBF are just like in their asses, like yeah. a million different ways. It's just but the use the usability, like you said, community, like people actually using the product. Like, I don't yeah. know. I, I just it'll I just be in beta forever. It's like an early yeah. access game. It's like, oh, we got this cool tech. It'll just never go anywhere, even though we're risking all your money on. It. Yeah, money should not be in beta. That's that's all. I got. If you're really lending and borrowing assets, I'm sorry, you can't just pause the network for twelve hours. Yeah, not, Phantom is in beta. Even... Then all of our mistakes are because we're in beta. There we go. There's our perfect uh, <laughs> excuse. We're we're in beta forever now 
Oh, we're going to become FTM Alerts beta Discord now. I'm just going to change it because we all suck. All right, all right. Let's let's move on to the topic we all really want to talk about. So, all right. Earlier today, I'm going to make it about me for one sec. Not really, though. But, like, I put out a post. It was like, so there's these, uh, what are, what are, shit, what are they called? Phantom Apes. They're, they're a copycat of the Bored uh, Apes Yacht Club, right? I mean, that's all they are. They're just someone else's art, and he stuck some Phantom logos on there. And I was like, this is the shit we don't want to see on Phantom, you know? And, and a couple people got salty. One dude called me a scammer. He's like, oh, it's all double standard, just scammer. But he had a monkey, you know, a Bored Ape monkey in his and his avatar so anyhow all right that being said there's a there's a lot of shit nft projects floating around phantom but there's a bunch of really really cool ones at the same time and so arteon arshan martian however you say it it's clearly coming soon because andre is just peppering out you know posts about it and so from what i can gather thus far that is going to be not just a multi-chain uh, NFT platform, but it's going to have one with a built-in bridge uh, so that you can bridge NFTs from ETH to Phantom. What does this mean for the whole industry? I mean, this is pretty pretty major. It's huge, Joe. Yeah, it's, when it comes... Yeah, go ahead, Justin. No, you go ahead, 24. I've yeah, we're just going to vampire attack all of Ethereum <laughs> NFTs, all the, the money that's getting sent to OpenSea. Guys, come here, bridge for free, get your 0%. It's just a no-brainer. Why why fight over gas? People literally incorporate gas prices into their floor prices on these NFTs. It's so sad. The price of the NFT should be the price you minted it at, not plus the outrageous gas. And and, and it's just embarrassing to see people spend $400 on a transaction that failed and not get an NFT. It's just sad. Like don't have that experience anymore. Do your launches on Phantom and then just bridge to wherever you need to go or keep it here and trade for 0% of fees on Artian. But I don't know. You saw other, there's another topic we're getting into, but uh, I'd be on Artian over OpenSea. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, we might as well go. It's all in the same vein. So uh, insider trading on OpenSea, right? So here's, here's my understanding of what happened. You guys correct me if I was wrong. So OpenSea lists NFT projects on their homepage. Now, that is a very, very, very busy website. Um, and any NFT project that lands on the homepage is very likely going to spike in price. And one of I don't know if it was one of the founders or an employee there or what the deal was, but he was being made aware of the ones that were going on the homepage. He was purchasing them prior to it happening and then reselling a few minutes after that happened. Is that correct? Like that was yeah. what, what he was caught doing? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. So we've got Ching, don't get any ideas. I know you want to do this shit. <laughs> <All right. laughs> so how will, how will Arteon benefit from this? I mean, do you guys, well, do you guys, is it more I, of a faux pas or what? I feel like it's a scent from God for us. Cause like the bad rep for them and the good, you know, good news for us. It's kind of like, why go there when you can come over here where it's decentralized, it's cheaper? I mean, I think it came from us. It's it's like it was architected for us to be winning over this case because it's like that, that OpenSea is like the go-to right now. But if the go-to is just is corrupt from the from its roots, then I mean, why use it? It's it's more expensive. Exactly. It's it's corrupt. It's like why not use the one that is decentralized and cheap? It's like the you, best that could have happened to us, in my do opinion. Do you think people care about this as much as they would care about 
how much cheaper it is to use Arteon though. I mean, is this, do we have that level of morals in crypto that like, we're, oh, I'm never going to use OpenSea because some dude was capitalizing on it. Or is it just a story that gets readers and headlines? It's I mean, like, people in crypto are about their money. And if OpenSea is fucking with their money, then, you know, that will, I think, I think it'll turn people off. I think it's a little more than just a headline, just because it's the same reason people get pissed off about like pre-sales and, and like developers dumping, you know, it's the same exact shit. They're just buying before the hype or before whatever, before the marketing push and then dumping on everybody. Um, and people are super, super turned off about that. Now it's not going to stop people from trying to gamble on this stuff, but I mean, like Andre and the foundation know how to do things correctly in a decentralized manner. They understand trustless architecture better than probably any like blockchain team. Well, mainly because Andre is like a smart contract developer as well. Um, but I think Phantom has a real chance to do it right, at least more right than anybody else has so far. Um, and, you know, like how, how do we handle listings on the homepage? Um, is it, should it just be like, imagine like just like an upvote system, um, you know, not to, not to give any kudos to Reddit or whatever, but um, <laughs> it can be a good system. And, you know, maybe we, you know, it should be up to the people what gets listed on the homepage uh, because, you know, for centralized parties to be profiting from decision making like that and executive decisions like that. I mean, it's illegal in most places. Um, it's just with crypto, it's really, really crazy easy to get away with. Yeah. Um, Unregulated. So uh, Phantom just needs to do it right. And I know they will like they do everything else. Um, and they just need to take their time and, I think if they really lean into Arteon and make it as good as it can be, um, you know, we've all been wondering, like, how is the foundation going to, you know, survive when emissions run out? Which one, they probably have like infinite money at this point. Um, <laughs> and two, um, you know, that's how. Um, we were all, I remember when Phantom Finance was like the thing. We were like, ah, oh, Phantom Finance, this is, mm. this is the long-term ticket. Um, yep. And I think... Have running a financial protocol, um, it requires way, way too much attention and micromanagement um, from people that are really hard to hire, uh, you know. Um, and I think an OpenSea-like platform will not only be more profitable, um, but it will be really easy to hire for, really easy to build a team out for, really easy to innovate upon, especially for an ultra-technical team like Phantoms. Um and uh, it's just awesome. They just need to do it right. And uh, I know they have Andre guiding them. And um, he is excellent at building trustless systems. Um, and they just need to, you know, follow his lead and, and do the needful. And I know they will. And it's going to be do awesome. The and- needful, <laughs> gonna, do the needful, sirs. Do the needful. So as far as I know, they're not going to have a rotating homepage on Arteon. They've got a couple of images that are statically built into the design, and that's pretty much it. Mm. And they're just giving love to – I think it's like phantoms and bithumans. I think there's a gantum stone on there and a moose, which I haven't got any moose. I don't know what's up with the the meese. Is that from Elk? 
maybe bridging. I maybe so. that might that might actually be from elk. Okay, all right. I do want to say quickly. I don't think this is going to bring people. The fees are going to bring people, but. This is a good thing where people look at this article and they think, what's the alternative to OpenSea? And then now you can kind of start telling people Archeon is the alternative and you can bridge your, your NFTs. I think, I think personally, the thing that's really going to bring people and I have, so what's really going to bring people are, are big name NFT drops happening on Phantom, right? Because that is yeah. going to get a massive circle of influence going and then that will bring in a you know, droves of other people when they realize it's essentially the same deployment, but cheaper and more simple, but they have to be able to get, can you sell out a 10,000, you know, unit NFT drop at 300 bucks a pop on phantom right now with the TVL that we have, and you, it can be done. And that kind of like, it kind of leads us into the next uh, little topic here is, you know, the ancestral humans, which she's, in my opinion, you know, probably by far the most popular NFT artist we have on Phantom right now, Queen Human, right? And she's rad. She's an excellent artist in real life. We know that she hand designs pretty much everything that goes on there. Um, did you guys get any? Like, I got three. That was it. Mainly because I was running around. Damn, bro. I always miss every NFT game, literally. Even if I, like, set an alarm, I miss it somehow. <laughs> I've never, I've, like, never gotten anything. Early, I mean, I have a bunch of, like, bit umans um and like phantom punks and shit just because early on like nobody was minting them and i was just like bored one day and i was like all right let's um but uh i miss every single one uh those bit humans are worth a lot though i think the floor on them is about seven thousand dollars right now what yeah, bro, you you have bank humans i gave i gave like 10 back to her yeah, no. why? What? <laughs> I was like, I was like, yo, I don't need this many. Here, you can use these for giveaways. I gave like a ton back to her. Oh my Dude, god! Dude, when Archeon launches, I'm pretty sure I actually think eight thousand Phantom is the floor. So that's what ten, eleven grand US. I have all good ass ones. I gave her all like my simple ones. The ones I have left are like primo, and I have an alien. Bro, I'll buy. Oh, I'll buy, you're, what is it? I'll buy a few of those from you, JB. Holler at me, buddy. Dude, I like <laughs> I like mine. I have one that looks. He looks like he's got like a beanie on, and his eyes are red, and he's like, stone human. I definitely would like to say that I think a lot of the NFT people who are making projects should definitely consider the charity aspect because I think those projects yeah. make a very ridiculous amount of money. And in in my opinion, I think giving back something to like the people in need is very much something that should be considered. Because I mean, I think all art is as the value is behind the eyes of the beholder and all that. And I think with the rise of the fandom price and all that, the money that is actually behind it, people should definitely consider you know giving some of their fortune to the ones who are in need. Of course, you know whether yeah. it be cherries, obviously. And everyone can do whatever they want with their project, but you know, giving some to the community is always a, a good idea. Yeah, I will say like, um, and this is kind of part of our like Kernel OX fellowship roots. Um, but like our earliest idea for Reaper um, was to like, if we are successful, use like most of our money to like solve homelessness. Um, at least in a particular area. 
because I, I used to do like a lot of housing activism in, in Chicago. Um, so like, I know like the people trying to solve homelessness are like on another level um, because that's like the nitty gritty. Um, you know, I used to like meet with people that just got out of jail for murdering. I used to meet like, like fucking really mentally ill people um, trying to like talk to them and, and, you know, figure out their needs and whatever. Um, and uh, yeah, we really want to like, the idea is like DeFi is so profitable, like for the input. Um, I guess unless you're a Reaper, um, but <laughs> uh, when you have a token, it's so profitable um, that uh, like, what are you doing with all this money? Um, and the idea, like one of Kernel OX uh, main visions is using a lot of that revenue to fund public goods um, instead of like spending 70% of your charity's money on marketing. Um, what if you were just already like a financial powerhouse and could direct those money toward, towards where it's actually needed. Um, and it's about, you know, and some of it's like kind of hyper capitalist. It's like, Hey, the private sector can be better at solving these problems than the public sector. Um, but you know, there's a, there's a lot of, uh, truth to statements like that. Um, so yeah, I mean, this kind of is a call out to everyone in this space. Like you're making a fuck ton of money. I swear to God, you do not need all of that. Um, and you know, like a pittance to you can feed and house like 10 people for a year. You know, it's like not that expensive when you get into longer time frames of like providing for people um, to, to put people up and, and kind of save their lives. Um, and uh, just keep that in mind, all developers, whether it be NFT developers or whatever. Um, and uh, just, just think about all this money you're making and, what ethically is the right thing to do with it? Um, because most of the time it isn't buying like your seventh house, you know, like I know the SNX guy, not to put him on blast cause he's like a cool guy, but I know he has like just buying a fuck ton of property. And I'm like, bro, like I get the money autism. You just want like to, you know, build, you know, billion dollar, you know, balance sheet. But, um, just think about the people who actually fucking need this money because we do not need it at this point. Like I'm not rich by any means, but um, I, you know, I've been very, very, very poor, but I've like, as poor as I've been, I've never like even been close to the people on the bottom. Um, and a little bit of money can go a really, 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 really long way. Um, if you find the right people to distribute it for you. Um, I know if you're in the Chicago area, Casa Norte, La Casa Norte is my favorite uh, charity um, there. But just find like find a charity and get to know them, like go have a meeting with them. If you're like a rich guy, like seriously, and uh, it'll make you feel good. It'll make you feel better than almost anything you do, I promise. Um, but yeah, for real, keep that in mind. Sorry for getting so off topic, but it no, is, actually, like, I think no, it needs to be said. I'm glad you hit that because that's something that is not only good on a personal level, it's also good. Did he just freeze? From a community <laughs> standpoint, 
Yeah, and just, um, <laughs> my internet's going wonky. Sorry. Um, am I back? Am I back? Yeah, you're back. back. Yeah, All right. Back. Sorry. So I agree with you wholeheartedly. Um, I'm, I hopefully, I think that's a good note for us to end the episode on is do something nice for somebody. Anyone want to say anything before we go? Um, hey, Reaper.farm, put your money in there. I promise <laughs> we won't fuck up again. Maybe uh, <laughs> my scoop. What can I say? <laughs> All right, ladies and gents. <laughs> we're out of here. Have a good rest of your day. Later. Peace out. Good. Night. good.